0: This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Let's start the show. Hey, how are you guys doing today. This is the last Friday for May 2023. So it's going to be half of this year in a minute. So we need to be getting uh, ready for Christmas, I guess. (laughs) I'm not sure. But right now we're talking about, um, this is the fourth time we have talking about the mountain is you and we were just trying to figure out why do we do it when do we do it and how do we stop doing it for good so we will find out and i'm going to say uh, my co-host is here already. Mr. Coleman, are you here?
1: I am here. How are you doing, Penny White?
0: I'm fine. How are you?
1: I'm great. I'm great.
0: Okay. It's
1: almost almost June.
0: Almost summertime. (laughs) Half of the year. Can you believe that? Already. time is flying. Yes, it is. It's definitely flying.
1: You better you better get the living.
0: Well, you're right, and start saving that money for those gifts, everybody.
1: Uh, you better be investing that money. I don't know about saving no money for some gifts.
0: Well, somebody <laughs> well, gotta to get eat his own. <laughs> well, somebody your gotta mar- get something. Your... Huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah, see, I was going to buy you something. Now, you just cut well, it Well, you off. can start saving. You can start saving. <laughs> I mean, hey, okay, forget what I just said. <laughs>
1: right. Okay. I ain't about to self
0: sabotage my blessings. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going right. to uh, still talk about the mountain is you. And cohisting but conflicting needs to create self <laughs> it's about changing behavior. This is why we resist efforts to change until they feel completely futile. But by extracting crucial insight from our most damaging habits, building Emotional intelligence by better understanding our brains And do his releasing past experience in a cellular And learn to act as our potential future serves We step our own way in potential So this is part four And we're still talking about The mountain is you and so we, um, last week was really, really nice. I I really liked that. So I'm sure this one is going to be the best one as well. So just sit back and listen. And if you have a question, why don't you just place a one, just hit a one, and we can listen and see what you want to say or want to say. So, Okay, co-host, you have the floor.
2: All right.
1: Well, this is uh, Chapter Five of the uh, book "The Mountain Is You" by Brianna Weiss. And there are seven chapters in the book. There's also a, a workbook uh, that comes with the uh, book on how to transforming self sabotage into self-mastery, and it's uh, complete with action, with an action plan and uh, chapter analysis. And so uh, we're going to talk about Chapter 5, which points uh, are releasing the past, a psychological trick to release old experiences, letting go of unrealistic expectations. What leaves the path is clearing the path, recovering from emotional trauma, releasing emotional backlog what it really means to heal your mind and moving forward isn't about getting revenge um you know last week we talked about building emotional intelligence um and so with this uh i would recommend this book uh for you to to get it and read it uh to con- continue this a journey on um, being your best self, living your best life, and um, getting the most out of uh, your experiences and uh, manifesting the things that you really want to happen in your life. So by releasing the past, uh, it states, over the course of our lives, we are meant to change and evolve. Resisting this process results in some of our most profound suffering. When we hold on to baggage, we carry our past trauma into our day-to-day lives. Releasing the past is a process that we can learn. Our society has little tolerance for people dealing with grief, loss, or trauma. They tell you to just let it go or to move on or get over it. Letting go is not as easy as simply willing yourself to not care about something anymore. Letting go starts when you realize that you cannot continue to live your life revolving around the gaping holes that your loss or trauma left you with. It starts when you tell yourself that you can cry as much as you need, let yourself collapse. It is is the only way to realize that you are still standing. Letting go is not a one-time decision. It is a process that requires you to take one step today and one step tomorrow towards the new life you are building for yourself. Eventually, you will look back and realize that you can smile at what you once thought would break you. I'm going to read that again. Because eventually, you will look back and realize that you can smile at what you once thought would break you. And I'm sure that, you know, uh, most of us have had things that have happened in our lives, Uh, and then we may be going through some of them now, which are just devastating. And it feels like, uh, you know, there's no end in sight and that we can't survive and that, you know, it's the worst that it's ever been. Um, But uh, we can realize that we can smile at what we once thought would break us uh, at some point. If you believe that, then, you know, that will give you the strength to continue to carry on amidst whatever you may be feeling or going through. A psychological trick to release old experiences. When we store unfinished emotional experiences in our bodies, we become stunted cognitively by the damage or or trauma, I'm sorry. We simply stop growing. When we store unfinished emotional experiences in our bodies, we become stunted cognitively by the damage or trauma. We simply stop growing. There is something within the experience that deeply touches something we want or desire. If a heartbreak leaves us broken, it's not the person that we can't release. It's the grief in wanting a love that wasn't right for us. When we lose a loved one, It's not their loss that grieves us, but the fact that we so desperately want them in our lives. To start the process of acceptance and release, we have to discover the root of our desire and how to give ourselves that experience now. Try this technique. Close your eyes and find the uncomfortable feeling in your body. Follow that feeling to locate its origin. You'll start to remember the time, place, or experience associated with the feeling. Three, imagine talking to your younger self and share the wisdom your present self is learning. Fit with your younger self with the perspective you have now. Explain how and why the experience was for the better give your, this is number four, give your younger self specific instructions to feel better, where they need to go, who to call, what to do, and what to stop doing, for example. Number five, tell yourself that everything is going to be okay. So that's a process.
0: Yes, it is.
1: That's a process and a technique that, uh, will help you with acceptance and release. We have to discover the root of our desire and how to give ourselves that experience now. You well know, I think that's that's really taking a step, and that's a big step you know for anyone that's able to do that and attempt that. it takes courage, and not only that it's saying you know it's it's, it's saying that you have to go to a place voluntarily and experience emotions that are uncomfortable in order to get a hold of what has controlled your life and had you making decisions that were self-sabotaging everything that you thought you really wanted. So I'll repeat the technique again. Close your eyes and find that uncomfortable feeling in your body. That's hard to do. But if you're able to do it, then you can go to the next step. You follow that feeling to locate its origin. you got to find out where it's at, what's causing it. And then once you get there, start to remember the time, the place, or experience associated with that feeling. That's all uncomfortable stuff. But it must be done if you're going to heal yourself from what's causing you trauma and drama, and sometimes, you know, having that child that's been running your life because of the trauma they experienced when they were young. And imagine talking to your younger self. Share the wisdom your present self has learned. Sit with your younger self with the perspective you have now and explain how and why the experience was for the better. No, I mean, I don't know if I understand that part, you know, as far as why they explain how and why the experience is for the better. I mean, I don't know if you, you know, had some trauma that you dealt with. Um, I don't know how that can necessarily be for the better. Um,
2: you know, you know or, well, or...
0: sometimes it can teach you something. I think that yeah, that's might have something to do with it. But just holding on. Now, I have gone through a situation like that, and, you know, it's um, it's just something that every day uh, I was thinking about whatever it was, and that's all I could think about, and it was horrible for me. It was horrible for me, but it was like I couldn't get away. You know, it was a bad situation and I didn't know which way to go and, you know, you can't try to find a person to help you. That's not going to help. But, you know, and if you're alone, oh my goodness, that's the worst part. If you're uh, alone and that Whatever it is keeps coming back to you. It keeps coming back. And you don't know what to do. And that's a a bad situation. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. And at some point, you know, you have got to stop. You have got to stop and figure out what is my next, step, you know, and stop trying to figure out how you can fix the bad one, you know. yes something I'm not sure, but if any of you guys have had a situation, you know, um, maybe you didn't. But sometimes we do have uh, bad situations and don't know what to do. But uh, I think you get out of it. A lot of young people don't know what to do. And we as adults should try to show them what they need to do because uh, young people do uh, kill themselves. And that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Okay, Mays.
1: Okay, well, it says give your younger self specific instructions to feel better, where they need to go, who to call, what to do, and what to stop doing, for example. And then tell yourself that everything is going to be okay. This activity helps you shift your perspective on your past traumas. It helps you to change your story, which will help you to change your life. This shift in perspective will help you overcome your unhealthy attachment to the past. You can see reality for what it was and is. When your mind is trapped, ruminating on the past, ruminating, it is not because you want to relive it. It is because the aftershocks of your experience are still ripping through you. You may have moved on in life, but to release your past, your younger self needs you to acknowledge it. What is haunting you in your conscious needs you to see it. Letting go of unrealistic expectations. It is easy to think that you cannot be okay until everything in your life is perfect. It's easy to say you love your body only when you have managed to mold it exactly as you want it. If you think you need to fix every flaw before finding happiness, you're not resolved to anything. When you can be happy and comfortable in the here and now, exactly as you are, you will be able to change your life. When you can be happy and comfortable in the here and now, today, exactly as you are, you will be able to change your life. This is the first thing you need to be healed. You need to heal.
0: Can I mention this to you, that um, this young person in school stopped his teacher and wanted to talk to her, and she had to go somewhere to a meeting or something, and she told him she would, I guess, Uh, see him on Monday, whatever, but he didn't stop. She didn't stop at that time to see what he wanted. And the young man went home and killed himself.
2: Mm.
0: So I'm wondering, had she stopped, had she stopped, would it have been different?
1: Well, it's possible that that interaction could have changed his perspective. It changed her, He wanted her to share too. something with her. Oh, they, I'm sure she got to live with they that. They
0: fired her. No, they fired her. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it was a hard lesson to learn.
0: You got that right.
1: But when that you was... can be happy and comfortable... In the here and now, exactly as you are, you'll be able to change your life. This is the first thing you need to heal. Be brave. Sit with your discomfort despite the physical pain. Listen to what is wrong and move through it. This discomfort is the real problem, and unless we focus on it, we will never actually fix the deeper problems at hand. Cut through the bullshit. The goodness of life is not reserved for some perfect version of you that will probably never be some imaginary version of yourself. What leads the path is clearing the path. You can always make excuses for why life isn't working out as you would like it to, but the truth is what isn't right for you will never remain in your life no matter how hard you try. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What is right for you will stay and won't stray for long. Trying to make something that is wrong for your life, forcing something that doesn't belong will only make you feel stuck. The problem arises when you become attached to what is not right for you. It is scary to let go of what we thought would make us feel secure. Step away and let go when you are ready and able you may realize that what you were attached to was just a trick of the light. Recovering from emotional trauma. Another aspect of letting go is recognizing where you keep your trauma. You might think it's in your mind, but it is actually quite literally stored in your body. I'm going to read that again. Recovering from your emotional trauma. Another aspect of letting go is recognizing where you keep your trauma. You might think it's in your mind, but it's actually quite literally stored in your body. like, you know, you could be going through some things and gaining weight, and the reason that you're gaining weight and can't lose it is because of stress and you're anxious, you're, you have anxiety. Uh, you know, there are certain things going on, and your body shows it, You just don't know that that's a sign of what you're mentally going through. Uh, When you don't successfully process your fear or your trauma, you will remain in a suspended state of fight or flight. Our instinctual emergency response for survival. This will manifest manifest itself as a constant state of hypersensitivity, hypervigilance, a tendency to overthink and overreact. You OCD, you got to control everything. You will be susceptible to triggering. Take things personally and remain in combat mode. wow, that's a big deal. I'm sure we even know some people like that. I know I do. Uh, and, you know, you might even be that person. Um, mm-hmm. When you, When you don't successfully process your fear or trauma, you will remain in a suspended state of fight or flight. Somebody is always ready to go, no matter what you say. Our instinctive emergency response for survival. This will manifest itself as a constant state of hypersensitivity. I mean, it's like, why you take the so personal? I mean, you know, it ain't that serious. Hypervigilance. A tendency to overthink and overreact. You will be susceptible to triggering. Somebody say something and you just go off. You're taking things personally and remain in in combat mode. You're you're always ready to fight. You're always ready to tell somebody off. Stress is processed in the amandala, the amandala, the center of rumination and creativity, the hippocampus, the center of emotion and memory, and the prefrontal cortex, which governs complex behaviors like planning. That's what stress is processed in the amygdala. The the <laughs> all right, so this is this is all your brain work. This is emotional trauma. Trauma tends to cause our brain to stop fully processing memory. This can lead to feelings of disassociation a decreased ability to manage our emotions, a feeling of being stuck with our abilities for planning and self-development becomes stunted, a sustained state of fight or flight, making our bodies' receptors extremely reactive to stimuli. Somebody look at you wrong. You're ready to cuss them out. Your trauma is literally a physical change in your brain. The key to recovering from trauma is restoring our feeling of safety. You can accomplish this by recognizing how your trauma made you feel insecure and taking practical steps to recreate a feeling of safety. This will help you switch out of survival mode and return to normal life. Releasing emotional backlog. When we avoid our feelings, we start to create an emotional backlog that will eventually jam up. When we do not allow ourselves to feel our emotions, they physically and literally become stuck in your body. Neurologically speaking, when a feeling is being processed, a physical response happens in the motor cortex of the brain that connects to specific muscles that express the emotion. That is why we feel fear in our stomach, our heartache in our chest. Stress and anxiety are felt in our shoulders and relationship issues we feel in our neck. I'm going to say that again. That's why we feel fear in our stomach. Our heartache is in our chest. Stress and anxiety are felt in our shoulders and relationship issues we feel in our neck. So if you got a stiff neck and tight shoulders, then, you know, you got a lot going on. Uh,
0: okay, you have someone that wants to say something. Hey, how okay. you
2: doing?
3: And how are you doing to see you Fine, how are you? Good, are good, our Yeah. You know what, I keep, I, what you're saying, I see what you're saying, like for this week, for myself, I was going to try. The main thing is that I express everything through eating, okay? I can lose the weight, but I don't keep it off. So I was thinking about how can I put together something that would help me, you know? But then when you talk about the stress and and the over, you know, uh, I was thinking of what the Apostle Paul said. He said this. He said, look, he says, I try to keep my body under subjection. If I have preached to everybody else, I myself be a castaway. And he pointed that out, you know, and so I was thinking about what we as a—I I hate to always bring up the black experience, but we what we're experiencing every day. It's always something every day that will keep you uh, under the fight, fight or flight mode, you know. When you look hmm. at your children going off to school, when you—you—the you, things that's happening so fast, it keeps that pressure on you. And then um, mm-hmm. you hear about they keep threatening Social Security. Everybody said, well, are we put into that? That's ours, you know. They said it's a Ponzi scheme. That scheme has lasted since 1935 when they put it together. And people have. They put it in in order to have something, you know. All right. of these things, it's, it's nitpicking at you and nitpicking. Then you get some type of a health problem. and You're trying to deal mm-hmm. with that and what you feel right. keeps going on and on. They're powering everything on top of everything on top of everything on top of everything. And so I said, I've been praying, about. I said, I'm getting this weight off me. I can take it off, but to keep it off. And so I was thinking about, I said, I need a a way of eating, not a diet, a way of eating that I can be comfortable with. And the thing Mm -hmm. that came to my mind was when Weight Watchers first opened up, they had a diet there that was, you would eat, but then you would lose, you know, and you wouldn't feel uh, empty, you know. It, it was satisfying, you know. And I saw so many people lose weight. I mean, 80, hundreds of pounds and all of this. But mm-hmm. usually when mm-hmm. you guys start to change over to, uh, you know, keeping your weight together, that's when they would lose it, something that would happen that would traumatize them. So I said it has to be a thing of the mind. Your mind mm-hmm. has to, you know. And then I was looking at um, what was happening with myself. When you read the scriptures and then uh, uh, the Lord brought to my mind, of what um, the devil told Eve in order to make her eat. Yea, hath God said.
2: I <laughs> oh, boy.
3: You know, yea, hath God said. And she went and ate that fruit, okay, and gave it to her husband. Yea, hath uh-huh. God. In other words, you have to take what the Lord has said in his word as the word that you hang on, that you rely on. You have to rely on it to the point that you can take the care of the precious and everything and cast it upon him, knowing that he cares about you. It goes back to a thing of love, how he loves yourself, how he loves us in an individual manner, you know. Yea, have God said this? Did he, he mixed it up so it sounded good that you can't trust God? You can't trust him in your life. And you can't trust him because, you know, his word is uh, people say, well, if it's the will of God, if he want me to have it, then he can have it. If he don't, then, you know, that's, that's, that's to me, that's just throwing it on God and going on about your business. But if you want to make some serious changes in your life, like you said, you have to take hold of those reins, too, based on what he has said in his Word, not questioning it, but accepting it, you know. So I've been working on that all this week, and then I come to find out that one of my best friends just up and down, you know. She, I said, what's shall we with her? You know, and I had to deal with that, deal with this, deal with that. I have a cousin now that we're concerned about that she won't eat, She's lost so many of her children and her stuff. She won't eat like she's just giving up on life. beautiful cousin. And so we're praying about that and over here and over there. And then here I am running up with my grandkids, running over here, taking care of this, doing over here and all of this, not taking the time to have for myself. So it means that I have to get up earlier in order to have some time for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, to somewhat calm myself down. You have to put yourself into the, into the agenda, make a space for me, you know, so to speak. And uh, it's just confusing. It keeps you in a state of confusion, you know. But you have to find some place of rest that you can rest within yourself, like you say, your mind, your will, your emotions, how it controls you, and things of that nature. And then yes. just sit up and do some else, you know. And so that's what I've been trying to work on, because I'm determined not to be this way on my birthday. You know, I'm not, I'm not just, you know, because I know I can do it, but to keep it off. And this is what I've been really praying about. Keep it off. And, and it, then you look at your time. Your time is you're wasting time. You keep yeah. repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating. I don't want everybody's diet. Yeah, All of this, you know, but make it a way of life for yourself. And feel comfortable with that. Feel comfortable with that and thankful. One of the things you have to try to change is your attitude to the things you have to face. Yes. Things you have to face on a daily basis. I don't feel like taking my grandkids today. Granny, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have that? You got to pick up the kids because I have to work a different shift. All of this, it cuts into your life. It's there. You have to learn to deal with it and have the right attitude toward what you're dealing with. And it's hard. It is hard. You look, you say, boy, my time ain't down. I just, I want some time to myself. You have to put yourself in the hat, trying to, you know, so that you can maintain what you, what you have, sanity. What you have gained. You know, yeah, your <laughs> sanity. That's okay. Yeah, it always goes back to, yay, Has God said? Has He said that? Did He say that? Did He say that? Then you don't question that. You accept it. Then accept your, 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 you know, accept failure. No. Accept the fact that he has taken care of all of this, and it's something that's important, especially in our community. I was looking on Facebook, and this one guy used to live across the street from my parents. He got got into the drugs at a young age, and he was saying how, for 29 years now, he's been clear of drugs. And I told him, hey, wait, you know, now, you know you you try to build people up on Facebook. He said, been 29 years, and I've been clean, and he feels so good.
2: Good. But
3: I know it's a constant struggle for him. It's a constant struggle once that stuff in your system. And what are they trying to do? They try to give it to those children at that you know, at school. Find some way to get you hooked on it in order to keep money coming to you know. We do it in our community. We're our community is wide open and you're concerned about it. You're concerned well, about you what's gonna happen.
1: You made some great points uh um, in regards to um, you know, a whole other topic of grand, you know, grandpa grandparents raising, you know, their grandchildren, or you know, um, not having time to yourself, uh, because those things are all important, and you know, they uh, uh, can all create a downward spiral or feeling of uh, pressure, stress, and anxiety. You know, not having time to yourself and and having to get up earlier to, you know, pray and meditate or have the time to yourself without interruption is important, you know, and sometimes that's the sacrifice you make, you know. Yeah, if you have you know, even if you have to go to bed earlier just so you can get up, get up early to have the time to yourself. Um, but it's a mindset, and sometimes you have to be selfish with your time. Sometimes you have yeah. to be selfish with the dues you paid in your life you know, and, you know, sometimes people will try to impose their dysfunction and expectations on you, uh, and, um, you know, which is not fair, you know, and definitely, um, you know, but I mean, you do what you have to do in your particular life or, you know, you, you know, everybody's circumstances are different, but. Um, you know, people experience symptoms of residual tension in their bodies all the time, and if you want to yeah. yell at someone but hold back, you may feel sore in your throat or your neck area. Psychosomatic pains can also be abstract. Someone who is afraid of moving forward in life may have knee or joint pains. Our bodies speaks to us. And, and we can heal ourselves in a new way by learning to interpret what they are saying. By becoming aware of what our body is saying, we can flush them out from our system and deal with the emotional backlog. Now, I'm going to give you some strategies on how to do that. Okay, I'm, looking, I'm all ears. All right, well, don't meditate. I'm
2: all meditate ears,
1: believe to me. All right, here we go.
2: Don't meditate
1: to feel calm. Meditate to feel i say that again. Don't meditate to feel calm. Meditate to feel. Use, medica- use meditation as an opportunity to experience and feel whatever emotions arise in your moments of calm. Do not react to them. Simply let them come up and pass you by. So when we meditate, you know, and I've been practicing this uh, meditation and um, prayer, you know, in the morning. And it has, you know, definitely helped, helped me remain calm, you know, um, but, you know, meditate to feel. And uh, when, you know, use meditation as an opportunity to experience and feel whatever emotions arise in your moments of calm, do not react to them. Just simply let them come up and pass you by. So I think that's something, um, you know, I need to uh, meditate with that expectation. Uh, not just to, you know, feel calm, but to feel, you know, whatever it is I may need to feel at that particular moment, you know, and um, don't react, but just let it let it come up and let it go by. Um, use breath scans to find residual tension. Slowly breathe in and out without resting between breaths. Now, that's breathing is important. Be aware of the process of your breath and feel the snags where there is stored tension. Hmm. Where there is stored tension in your breathing, you'll come up with a snag. Instead of, it may be,
2: you know. So
1: slowly breathe in and out without resting between breaths. Be aware of the process of your breath and feel the snacks where there's stored tension. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hard to take a deep breath and hold it. I mean, you know, that's like if you ain't been swimming and, you know, you're practicing taking in a deep breath and holding it and then releasing it, sometimes that's hard. Sometimes I find myself just taking, you know, smaller breaths until I work my way up to, you know, that big breath. Um, But go into that space and visualize that feeling and discover what what it needs you to know. So be aware of the process of your breath and feel the snags. You'll feel them when you're breathing. You know, if you sit down and meditate and take, you know, if you could free up 15, 30 minutes, I mean, even if it's 10 minutes, you know, and you start breathing, You'll feel where the snags are and that's store attention. Huh, that's that's I didn't know that was store attention, but that's what it is. Hmm. Go into that space and visualize that feeling and discover what it needs and discover what it needs you to know. Sweat, move, cry. Sometimes feeling your emotion means allowing yourself to feel like total shit. Go activities such as a strenuous workout, yoga stretching or walking will help you confront triggering thoughts along with crying it out. Sometimes you just need to cry. Sometimes you just need to go to a space, you know, where you can just let that emotion out, you know. It ain't got to be, ooh, but, you know, maybe you just go and tears just start coming out of your face, you know. But sometimes there are emotions that we have to release. What it really means to heal your mind Healing your mind is different from healing your body. It is Mm -hmm. not a linear ascension into wellness that you achieve once and then are done. It is uncomfortable and disruptive, and it is the most important thing you will do. I'll say that again. Healing your mind is different from healing your body. It's not a linear ascension into wellness that you achieve once and then you're done
2: so it ain't like
1: you know you get to a certain place and then hey you know i'm i'm 150 pounds and everything is great and i'm done I'm, my mind and my body is healed it's, it's, they say it's uncomfortable and disruptive and it's the most important thing you will do and the author of the book brianna weiss tells us that Who you truly are is the best version of yourself you may not have ever imagined and the most essential version of yourself that you have always been. We are who we are. Sometimes we have to work to get there. But the person that you imagine yourself being, you are. That's why I am statements are important. I am confident. Mm -hmm. I am loved. I am not afraid. I am healthy, I am wealthy. You have to talk about yourself in a present sense of being at that point And not I bit. am trying to get Yeah, I am I am trying to get healthy. I I am trying to I am. be wealthy. I am wealthy. I That's am healthy. It.
0: there you, you go. You
1: have to speak there that you way, go. you know. So healing your mind is different from healing your body. Mm-hmm. Um so the author tells us that who you truly are is the best version of yourself you might not have ever imagined the most essential version of yourself that you have always been. To heal your mind, you must take an honest inventory of your grudges and the longings and fears you have been ignoring. It requires complete honesty about how you really feel and demands that you feel it. It requires you to confront every ounce of darkness within you. You have to really be committed to this process. I mean, it's it's a daunting process, but, I mean, who's going to do it? If you don't do it, it ain't going to get done. If you don't, if you're not brave enough to confront yourself and deal with yourself with who you are, and the things that are going on in your mind and your body, if you can't do it, then it won't get done. You'll be who you are. You'll be unhappy. You'll be complaining about everything. You'll be hypersensitive. You know, you'll always be in that fight or flight mode because you're ready to go off on somebody because you dealing with trauma that you refuse to address. So to heal your mind, you must take an honest inventory of your grudges and the longings of fears you have been ignoring. It requires complete honesty about how you really feel and demands that you feel it. You got to be uncomfortable. Everything you want is on the other, other side of that that, that 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 discomfort. It requires you to confront every ounce of darkness within you when you no longer resist any one part of your life you find peace that's when you can find peace within your yourself and your life mm-hmm. when you actually deal with it confront it get dirty with it like they say get it get it get in the mud with it when you deal with yourself on that level you don't care how it looks or how it feels but you're going to do it no matter what and you do it then you're making progress, and then when you come out on the other side of it, you're a different person. You're a different person. I mean, I, I know God can change things in a moment, in the blink of an eye. Things can change. Your life can change in a blink of an eye.
2: Yeah, so it doesn't sure. have
1: to take years and months, and you know. doesn't have to take a long period of time for the change to happen. You just got to start it. You know, once you start it, you know, you take one step, you know, you'll see things starting to change. You'll see doors open. You'll see things happen. It might be a minute, but I mean, hey, you know, you you didn't you didn't dealt with your whole life, you know. So what what's what's another four months? What's another month? Another thirty days to give something a try. Mm-hmm. You know, I've lost weight. You know, I can see it in my face. My pants don't fit the same way. I don't know how much I've lost, but other people can see it, and they comment on it. I mean, I think it makes me, it makes me, when I look in the mirror, the man that I look at, I'm proud of the man that I am.
2: Oh, All right, the man now. That I, the,
1: the man that I am becoming and the man that I have became. I mean, I'm still, I'm still working to, you know, to, to do things, accomplish things and get better. But when I look at myself in the mirror, I see that a part of the process in achieving that physical transformation for me as well, mm-hmm. you know, for me to accomplish what I'm working to accomplish mentally and emotionally is also a physical transformation. Because you know, not eating right, drinking, you know, having a beer belly, just having a, you know, just you see a lot of men walking around and and women too, with their bellies are bloated. I mean, you yeah. know, they're not necessarily fat fat people, but their stomachs are extended.
2: Uh huh. Yes. And
1: so you know, it's it's the gut health. You know, you got a lot of gas in you. You know, you're eating or you're drinking stuff that is irritating the lining in your stomach. And that's where a lot of disease starts from. It starts from your yeah. gut. And so, you know, by me eliminating a lot of things and my wife cooking differently, she's lost a lot of weight. So, you know, I just, you know, she cook it, I eat it. So we, <laughs> I, I made a joke the other day and told her, <laughs> you know, for a period of time, we both was walking around here swole.
2: You know, we
1: eating good, but
2: yeah. she got weight,
1: I got weight, you know. <laughs> but when she, you know, she she made a change and she lost over 30 pounds and, you know, continued Ooh. to lose um, and felt better and, and got on this journey uh, uh, of self-transformation. It took me a minute to, to catch up with her. You know, I kind of watched her. In her process, she'd get up in the morning and she'd pray. I mean, you know, she would get on the treadmill consistently every day. Now, I go to the gym maybe two or three times a day, you know, between 5.30 and 6 in the morning. And so that was my workout. You know, I don't like to work out in the house. But, you know, she would get on the treadmill daily and work out. And then she pray and meditate and listen to her gospel music or whatever. She had a, you know, she's got a routine and a, and a process, and I wouldn't mess with her. I, you know, you do your thing, I do mine. But you know, I started getting to a place emotionally where I needed, I needed, I needed some help. You know, and so
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, when I got, she turned me on to the mountain as you. I mean, I'm reading several books that she's she reads that you know have are helping me to um, get the frequency and vibration that i need in my life and the connectiveness to the universe and and to to the spiritual realm and god uh where i need to be and attract the things that i i need attracted in my life yeah uh and and, and just sitting back and having having the faith and watching it work and watching the doors open and and, and and just you know, saying, "Look at God,
2: look at mm-hmm. him." I
1: know you was coming through.
2: I ain't no <laughs> but
1: I knew you were coming. You know, and then <laughs> when things happen, you know, it's like you know, I expected it to happen. I expected that. You know, it ain't no surprise or by luck or none of that. I expected, I expected that to happen for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, uh, so this stuff is real for me and you know i'm not just reading the book you know i'm uh this is how i'm living and so you know Mm -hmm. this is a testimony for me and i wanted to share it uh with everybody that tunes in and listens to us every week i figured this information is so good i need to share it you know it doesn't make sense to have good stuff going on in your life and you don't share it you know a lot of times that's some of our problems, I got mine, you get yours type of attitude. Or, you know, we don't reach back and help bring other people up. Now, I mean, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So, I mean, I can give you the information. You know, some people will use it and some people, you know, hey, you know, yeah, good show and keep it moving and continue (laughs) to do what they've been doing. Uh Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But um, like I said, you know, you attract. Attract, and it's because of the vibrations that we have and we give off in our life. And I just put it in these terms: if your vibration is a three and your blessing is a five, you need to get to that five. You need to get to that level before you that door is open for that blessing is is attained. And some people yeah. can't reach those those levels, you know. So you stay at this three with your funky attitude, you know, and and your uh-huh. bad habits and. And you're complaining, but you know all you needed to do is have a mindset. You know, uh, micro shift, which we talked about last week. You know, you level you level up yourself, and then you know that blessing. You know, you get that blessing, like yeah, on to the next one. So, but a lot of people don't understand that you have. You know, there's levels and there's frequencies. Um, and so we have to um be able to operate at a certain frequency, and we attract certain things so um it's about eight fifty two so I'm going to read a little more of this if uh anyone that's okay. listening wants to make a comment, have a question, push the one, we'll bring you in the cue bring you into this conversation um but, to heal your mind, you must take an honest inventory of the grudges and longings and fears that you've been ignoring. It requires complete honesty about how you really feel and demands that you feel it. It requires you to confront every ounce of darkness within you when you no longer resist any one part of your life, that's when you find peace. So if you can't find no peace in your life, you gotta that's how you gotta deal with it. You just gotta package it up, deal with it, find out what it is, and fill it. And once you fill it and, you know, compartmentalize it and deal with it, then let it go. On the way, you will go through positive disintegration, adapting your self-concept to be someone who can handle the situation you are in now. You will become more resilient, self-sufficient, and empowered. When something is wrong, you will fix it. You will think ahead and recognize that your actions generate results. And you will enjoy where you are in the here and now. Some people have all these expectations of God and want all these things, but you can't handle you can't handle the small stuff. You yeah. can't handle your emotions. I mean, you know, if you expect God to give you more, you know, who much is given, much is required. You know, if you're expecting more from God then you have to show yourself worthy that you can deal with it and that you can handle it. You're not just going to have a meltdown, sit there, a tantrum, and not be able to deal with whatever the situation that needs to be dealt with. You know, you have to be able to put yourself in a position, and if that situation ain't going to kill you, then deal with it. I mean, you know, as uncomfortable as it is, I mean, that's part of our problems is that we get comfortable. And some people are comfortable being uncomfortable.
2: Just in the middle, you
1: know,
3: yeah. Yeah,
1: you know what You're in a funky situation, but you're comfortable with it. You know what this <laughs>
2: yeah. is.
1: So that's the problem. So moving forward isn't about getting revenge. It's about releasing the past. Uh, Releasing the past is not about proving anyone wrong. Your glow may be imperceptible to those around you, and that's okay. People who have truly transformed are not solely concerned with how things appear. Instead, they are focused on how things feel. I don't care what you think about me or how things look about me. You know, If you feel better about yourself because you know you made some changes,
2: you know, that's
1: all that matters. You got peace with your life. You got peace with who you are. You got peace with your weight. You got peace with your circumstances. I mean, if you want to change them, you know, make it happen. But, hey, it is what it is right now, but it's going to be different, you know, in the future because I'm working on it, and I'm going to make it different. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's just like they say: you do, this, continue to do the same thing, and expect the same results. That's insanity. You know, you you got to change something. You, you got to you know throw something in, in the mix. It's different. Yeah. So it's addressing the real problems and prioritizing your heart over someone else's eyes. So you got to prioritize your heart and how you feel over someone else's expectations or how things look about you and your life. If you are intent on trying to prove your healing to someone else, you still have healing to do. You're trying to, you know, prove to somebody else, you know, whatever. You know, later for that, it's all about you and how you feel and about your life. Your accomplishments are not something to be photographed or shared in a simple status update. Nobody is looking at you like you may think they are. You have nobody to prove wrong but yourself. So the key takeaways to what we talked about tonight is releasing the past and moving on from trauma is a painful process that requires you to lift off all the cover-up bullshit to address (laughs) your real problems. By yeah. understanding the physical nature of repressed emotions, you can work through them. Let go of your expectations and learn to thrive in the here and now. All right, all right. We made good. We made a good time with that chapter.
0: Uh-huh. Oh yes. Oh
1: yes. So, so to wrap it up, some of the reflection questions: One is, what are you seeking when you share with others your healing journey? validation to prove a point and then it asks you to explain describe what mm. your fight or flight state of being feels like to you so these are things that you have to write down in this workbook um and then uh, and then you ask them um and then it says think about something specific that you had to get over after reading this chapter, do you feel that you successfully moved beyond that experience? So it gives you some uh, some work to do, some questions to ask. It's a workbook, um, and then it's just uh, it's a start, uh, and then it just continues to move you forward. Um, and then you you know if you need to step back and go back to chapter two, chapter one, start over you know to get it. You know you do what you have to do, but it's a process, and it talks about you know, how to turn self-sabotage into self-mastery. And I think when we Mm -hmm. can master ourselves and our emotions, uh, we are the best version of ourselves that we could ever imagine. And I think that, um, you know, there are people that have been addicts for years that overcome it and, you know, have been able to accomplish great things in their lives, Uh, There are people that have had emotional hang-ups that have had them for years and, you know, either talked to a therapist or were able to work their way out of it to to find peace in where they are today. Um, So I think there's, you know, there's work for all of us to do. You know, nobody's perfect, that we all have, uh, we're all products of our environment and our situations and surroundings. You know, whether we created those situations or they were created for us, um, I think that um, we have to put ourselves on the top of the list, and everybody else comes under that. I mean, you know, God is first, you know, but then we have to put ourselves up there. And in a lot of instances, I know mothers and, 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 and women, you know, um, put everybody in front of them, and they last on the list. Now everybody ain't like that, but, you know, I think that a lot of, you know, the people that are really caring and loving of their um, families or the people that they love, you know, um, they want to make sure that they're okay. And then after I make sure you're okay, then I'll check on me if there's anything left. But a lot of times they say, you know, um, if your cup is if your cup is empty, then you know there's nothing left for you. You know, you have to give the people the overflow. So you know, you have to get the people, you know, everything when your cup run us over. You know, you can't give them everything in your cup because then there's nothing for you, and then you're left empty. You're left unhealed. You're left healing. You know, however you feel, which makes you feel bad because, you yeah. know, your cup, everybody is drinking from your cup and your cup is empty and, and you left dehydrated.
3: And there's no reciprocity.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. So you have to. No reciprocity. Sometimes you, they don't bring back. Sometimes you have to be selfish with it. You have to be yeah. selfish with your time. You have to be selfish with your emotions. And, I mean, and sometimes it, it, it makes you feel bad because, you know, you love the people, you know, or the things that you sometimes have to put you first. But, you know, it's all about mindset. It's all about healing, and it's all about taking back your life and controlling what you can control. What you can't control, you know, hey, you can't worry about it. You know I mean? But the things that you can control, you have to take take control of it. And like I said, you know, you can't give from an empty cup, and there's nothing left for you. So you have to, uh, you know, let people, you serve the people with the overflow, you know. They can have that because it's not taken away from you. But if it's taken away from you, then it's hard for you to heal. So, I mean, I'm learning as we go yeah. and working to be the best version I can be, so I can help others, you know, be the best version of themselves. And like I say, you know, some people will take this information and run with it. Others will uh, take it and, and continue business as usual, you know. Um, but yeah, what do you think about the show, Jenny White and this? Okay. Ms.
0: Very you know, I
3: was thinking about like the Bible tells us to love is love one like a, love a person like you love yourself. But the problem is, <laughs> if you don't love yourself and you're not at peace with yourself, your neighbor is definitely <laughs> in trouble. <And laughs> this is what we've been going through, you know. If you have to love people like you love too. yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes they don't love you back that way.
3: They don't. They don't. Uh,
1: yeah. Where uh, if you can love, love yourself, you
3: yeah, way. love yourself. And you got your your, your stuff together. We have to.
0: We can't yeah. have. We can't love someone when we can't, you that's know, love ourselves. True. That's true. Definitely. That's not. That doesn't and work. You have to love yourself here.
1: first. You got to love yourself first. That's
0: true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and then, and that's then the they best can thing have you. You, know, you got to love. I got to love me first, you know, and then then that's I love true. you because if I don't love me.
3: Everybody we trouble. all
1: broke. Yeah, everybody in trouble. We all broke. <laughs>
0: yeah. no, I'm
1: giving. I'm giving you some of my broken pieces, and you get you old. Know,
2: yeah, yeah. But you, you got a enough
1: of that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need to heal like and, and Yeah, you can get the best version of me, and that makes it better for everybody. But if I'm yeah. not the best version of me, then what I'm giving you ain't the best of me.
2: I'm just giving you what I got. I'm just giving
1: you what I got.
2: But yeah. if it ain't the
1: best, you know, hey, cuz if I ain't here tomorrow, you going to keep it moving. Yeah. You might, you know, you might miss what I you might miss me, but you ain't going to miss a beat. <laughs> uh-uh.
2: Uh-uh.
1: You might miss me, but you ain't going to miss a beat. So, you know, if I ain't here, you going to keep going and the and the world is going to keep going. You know, just like everybody else that passed away. You know, you still here, you keep living. So sometimes we got to, you know, we got to remember, hey, I got to take care of me because, you know, life is short.
2: These Mm -hmm. years are
1: going by fast. These days are going by fast. And so if there are things that you want to do, then you need to do it. You need to do it. If there's things you want to do, because there ain't nothing promised. I mean, you know, you, you you know, see every day people people checking out of here, people losing their it kids. Is, yeah. people losing their husbands and wives and, you know, fathers Children. And, and Yeah, everybody checking it out is. of here. That's the
3: big thing happening. Yeah.
1: That's what it is. So, you know, we have to be intentional every day, you know. You got to write down. I, you know, I write down a, a to-do list, a task list, and I check it off as I go. It helps to keep uh-huh. me on point, because if I don't, yeah. you know, I think I think of everything I need to do at 459, right before these businesses close and everybody close, like, oh, yeah, I meant to make that call. I meant to do that. I know that's yeah, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. 459. Right. Hey, I so, you, you go. know, I, yeah. I need to, if I write down 10 things, and you know, I'm good to get seven or eight of them done because I'm looking <laughs> at it and I'm checking them off. I'm checking them off. But if I don't write it down and I'm trying to go off the top of my head, I might out of seven or eight things I need to do out of ten things I need to do, I might do two, and then, <laughs> then I'll think of the other eight.
2: Eight hours later,
1: what I've been doing? Do you all wake day? up in your sleep. Oh, I oh, forgot I, to do this. I, I
2: forgot.
1: <laughs> no, I gotta do that. Now I gotta try to do the same thing tomorrow. Right, right, right. Yeah. I know that one. And that yeah. comes in and it piles up, piles up, it piles up, y'all. Yes, yeah. yes. So, you know. So, yeah, I appreciate the callers. Well, I appreciate the listeners, you know, tuning in. I appreciate you calling in, Lucy, being transparent and sharing your, you know, experiences and feelings. And, you know, you as well, Jenny Whitewood, you know, allowing us to add a platform too. We
2: Thank um, you for that book. Continue yeah bring the us back the into reality, by reality by really Weiss.
1: Yeah. I think that is a good read. I've got a couple other uh, shorter books that I wanna share that I think will really give people some enlightening enlighting things to ponder on and as far as uh and some insight I think you know. A lot of what we're dealing with today can be negative and, and you know, have us feeling bad because some of these folks out here they lost their mind. They're trying to take us Fair. back to Yeah, you know, they trying oh, to take yeah. us back to the 1800s, to the 1700s, you know, sixteen <laughs> nineteen. So And so, you know, being able to uh, kind of step away from that for a minute, take the month of May to talk about, um, how, you know, we're doing some self-sabotaging of ourselves and how to, um, some processes on how to work through it. Uh, I think it was a productive month. I appreciate you all. Uh had an overwhelming response, and a lot of people seem to have appreciated it. Um, not a whole lot of feedback, you know. There has been some, but uh, I appreciate the people calling and listening. Um, so with that, those are my last words. Happy uh, weekend. Have a great holiday on Monday. Uh, you guys yeah, have your last said. words.
0: Yes, Lucy.
3: Did I was thinking think while, of how he said. Uh, there's one commandment that the uh, I keep thinking about when you say something. I try to relate it to the scripture. He told everybody. He said, "People know that you belong to me by the way you love one another." If you can't love yourself, we're not doing good to the other person either. That makes us so ineffective, and that's what I was thinking of. Yourself first. You got to get yourself in order.
0: Together, yeah. You won't be yeah. yeah.
3: That you won't be a castaway. That you won't be a castaway. Thanks yeah. so much. Our precious co-host, thank you so much. Yes, oh, yeah. it was You're great. Welcome, it was
0: great. And what I'd like to say, F-E-A-R, fear, has two meanings. Forget everything and run or face everything and rise.
3: The choice That's interesting. Yeah.
0: is yours. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Have a good holiday for Monday. And I'll be listening to you next week. Have a good
2: evening. All right. Bye-bye. Thank good you. Night night good night no, no.